This is the Mosaic Church Podcast. Mosaic Church is committed to making disciples that discover Christ, connect in Christian community, and serve others and the world. Hey, uh, if you've been following us on, um, on live stream, we have been walking through the Beatitudes. And if you have your Bibles, turn with me to uh, Matthew chapter 5, but please start looking in, in Psalms 37. Uh, so Matthew 5, and then start looking at Psalms 37. If you have your social media, I mean your, your smartphone, uh, pull out your Bible app, and then uh, it's important that you follow along with the Scriptures. We're going to play, uh, I'm going to ask you for, and I'm going to ask the audience here if you could help me by answering out loud, and uh, we'll determine your spirituality by based on how loud you answer the question, all right? So, blessed are the meek, Matthew 5, 5. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Two weeks ago, we did, blessed are the poor in spirit, and we showed you a picture of a, per, of a person who was, uh, downtrodden, down with their face down and their hand extended, giving us the, uh, maybe a picture of having that right posture and say, Lord, I need you. Without you, I can do nothing. What I love about the first one is that it keeps pride at bay. It just keeps it away as best as possible. The second one, uh, Adam and, and um, and, and Kim were with us, and we talked about mourning, and, and we both shared about how we both suffered loss in our families, but that should also translate in how we mourn for our sins and for the sins of our brothers and sisters and in our community. And now we are blessed are the meek, Matthew 5, 5. One of the ways Jesus teaches is it's called a paradox. And you're gonna see that it's uh, all over the New Testament. So say this with me. This is your part. Ready? And don't worry about the kids. I love kids. It won't bother me uh, until I call you out for not being good parents. I'm going to have to call out my wife about our kids. All right. A paradox. Paradox is teaching one thing by saying or living out the, you'll see what I mean, the opposite. Through death there is, who said that? That was excellent. Through weakness you will find strength. Through poverty you're going to find, the last will become, the servant will become the, and the master will become the servant. Through giving you will, yes. Now let's switch over to Jesus Jesus became humble so that we might be exalted. Jesus came to be a slave so we could be. He became poor so that we can be. That's right. He was made captive so that we could be delivered. Absolutely right. He was made a curse so that we could be blessed. Amen. He... Um, he died so we could have life. And so Jesus did not only just teach this paradox style, he absolutely lived it out. 
And so when you hear this scripture, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth, it's almost startling, especially in our culture. A couple weeks ago, I shared with uh, all of us that uh, someone I know preached this message in prison. Does this message work in prison? Is it really the person who has this attitude of poverty that will find a blessing? And the answer from the prisoners that shared in that story was, it didn't seem so. Living out the Beatitudes seems counterintuitive. It doesn't sound right to the natural ear. And this is what I love about Jesus is that he's going to challenge us to live according to scripture. Now, uh, last week we had Daniel Lavelle and they're here this morning. And um, I just want to say they're awesome uh, elder couple and they shared a little bit about Mother's Day and I just really appreciate that. But um, if I were to say that Daniel is a really meek guy, would you consider that a good thing or maybe a negative thing? And before you answer, maybe let me change the question. Would you rather be known as Daniel the strong man or the meek man? Or Ross the strong man or the meek man? You know, when you start listening to it, it, it kind of like, uh, Daniel, if, you were to, if I were to ask you, what would you rather be known for? Is the meek guy or the strong guy? That's right, exactly. And uh, I think all of us would answer that. And part of it is that we don't really truly understand fully what Jesus was trying to convey. You know, it's hard in our world to think that the meek would inherit anything. What we see, and I see, and I imagine you see, is that you see that the self-sufficient gets ahead. The person who's aggressive gets ahead. It's the Bill Gates It's the aggressive financial person that inherits the earth. And when you call someone meek, you almost feel like they're saying weak. It sounds like it. It's almost like an insult. Well, that's a really meek guy. Eric, you're a really meek guy. You know, exactly. It has a little bit of a tinge of Negativity, but I'm going to encourage you to let's think like Jesus thinks. Amen? Amen. So I need your little help, audience. So just when I say amen, you got to say amen. There you go. Beautiful. So the question is did Jesus make a mistake by saying that the meek inherit the earth? And I would say absolutely not. Now, if I could have your attention just for a brief moment, I know the kids are, are, are getting you distracted, and that's, we want that. And that means your kids are being healthy. And I love health. Uh, Somebody asked me, uh, do you mind the kids being loud? I was like, no. The opposite of loud kids would be no kids. And that would be a travesty. So here at Mosaic Church, we love kids. Let them them go loud. But let me just get your parents to just pay attention for a moment. Uh, The Beatitudes is Jesus' first teaching. And he sits down and he's going to teach his disciples because this is important. It's so important, it's like the first thing. And he's telling his disciples to be meek. 
It's the, the beatitude is like getting a CT scan or MRI. It's going to tell us where we're at. How are you in the, in the spirit of poverty? How are you in the spirit of mourning? And how are we in the spirit of meekness? I don't want to be a shallow follower of Jesus. And I don't want that for you. I don't want us to be a shallow church. Uh, 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 mile wide and inch deep church. We don't want to be that. But we have to live according to his standards. And the Beatitudes are his standards. Not my standards, not the world's standards, his standards. So what does meek mean? Well, I'll tell you what meek does not mean. It does not mean being weak. All right? Although it might rhyme with meek, it doesn't mean we're weak. It doesn't mean being a coward. It doesn't mean being spineless. It doesn't mean being timid. It does not mean being indecisive. It doesn't mean someone who has lack of confidence, someone who's insecure, someone who's maybe uh, you know, shrinking into their own skin. It doesn't mean that. To be meek means you must be supernatural. Living through the Holy Spirit so when I'm talking to you, church, and I'm talking, we have a small audience this morning, our guinea pig audience. Thank you for being here. Jesus wants, you, Jesus wants you to pay attention to the Beatitudes. Where are you on this spectrum of the Beatitudes? That's the question you should be asking. The Beatitudes is like getting on the scale and telling you, I have a scale that reads not only my weight, but my body fat and water weight and all that. And it lets me know where I'm at. The Beatitudes lets you know where you're at. So being a meek person does not mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're coward. doesn't mean you're spineless. doesn't mean you're indecisive. It doesn't mean you're shy. doesn't mean you're, you lack confidence. It sometimes means you have to be tough. Supernatural is what we need from the Holy Spirit to allow us to live this meek life. Now, back in the old days, and I don't have time, we're gonna run out of time here, but basically the definition is power under control. Power under control. Years ago, I had a dog, was a, a Rottweiler, and I used the Rottweiler as power under control, and I would say that, as I look back, that's not the case. My dog was never under control, I mean, under my control, you know, and she would just, you know, just try to be aggressive, and I had to hold her down. That, my dog was not power under control, not self-control. Under my control, yes. So it's power under control. Uh, in, in ancient literature, it means someone who's tame, a powerful person who's tame, or a powerful animal that was tame. So think of Jesus as the meekest person on the planet that had ever lived. He did not respond when he was beaten. He did not respond when he was spat upon. He did not respond in like when he was insulted. How did he respond when he was betrayed? Have you ever been betrayed? Has anyone ever spat upon you? I remember one time I was on Tennessee Street. We were doing bar witnessing, and I had a cross, and it was the Gator weekend, uh, so I don't know if it was a Gator fan or not, but let's just assume. 
And he walked by me, and all I said was, Jesus loves you. And, man, he went into a tirade, started screaming at me, um, inadvertently spitting on me, but he was just mad as a hornet. And all I said was, Jesus loves you. So I wouldn't even consider that being spat upon. But I remember thinking, am am I going to have to fight this guy? And there I was thinking about that. But Jesus is meek. He's power under control. When it came to turning the other cheek, Jesus could do it. But you know what I love about Jesus? And this is a principle that we could live by. You know, if you're going to, and don't try it, okay. If you're going to insult me, okay, I'll just take it and I'll just trust the Lord. But don't insult someone I love. That's, being meek is defending those who are being spat upon and hurt. Being meek is saying, okay, Lord, I'll trust you and turn the other cheek. Now, if you have your Bible, Psalms 37, we're going to cruise through this. Jesus, when he talks about the Beatitudes, and especially on the meek part, he is referencing Psalms 37. Verses 1, and I'm going to read it. Do not fret. Look what it says in verse 1. Do not fret because of those who do evil. Don't be envious of those who do wrong. For, the like, for like the grass, they will soon wither. Like green plants, they will soon die away. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and enjoy safe pastures. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this. He will make your righteous rewards shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun, Look what it says in verse 7. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently before him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways, when they carry out their wicked schemes. Refrain from anger and turn from wrath. Do not fret. It leads only to evil. For those who are evil will be destroyed. For those who hope in the Lord will inherit the land. And that's where we get, we're getting to the meek part. A little while and the wicked will be no more. Though you look for them, they will not be found. In verse 11, Psalms 37. But the meek will inherit the land and enjoy peace and prosperity. So what does it mean for someone to be meek? If, I don't know if you saw it up there. I don't know if you can see it here, but on, on, uh, at home you should be able to see it. Meekness, number one, means someone who's humble. So I just, I just said that Daniel was meek. And I want to maybe undo maybe what we think it means and began to think, if I were to call you humble, would you consider that a positive or a negative? And of course, we would say that's a positive. The second thing is someone who's meek trusts in God. Someone who's meek trusts in God. You know where that trust comes? If you read Psalm 37, rooted, rooted in deep confidence that God is for you and not against you. Just raise your hand for a second. Nobody can see you. Do you ever wonder about that, if God is for you? I remember a scene from uh, Fiddler on the Roof and Tevye, the main character, would just want to know, like, you know, basically, you say you're for me, but life is not unfolding that way. But someone who is meek is, is someone who trusts in God, no matter what. No matter what. 
Someone who's meek trusts in God. The number three thing is they commit their ways to the the Lord. If you look at the scriptures, number three is that people are committed to the way of God. If If you've been here long enough at our church, you know, you remember when David was carrying the ark on a cart? Do you remember that in 2 Samuel? Do you remember where he got the idea from? Where did he get the idea to put the ark on a cart? You have to look at the previous First uh, Samuel, where when the Philistines took the ark, they didn't know what to do with it, so they put it on a cart. And here's a test for us as Christians. And just if I could have your attention for a moment. Some things that God wants us to do may seem countercultural. And God wants you to carry the ark on poles and men to carry. It may not seem like it makes sense. It doesn't seem practical. And David, I believe, looked over and saw how the Philistines carried it, and it looked like it was practical, but he didn't obey God's word. And the challenge for us in in, uh, the Beatitudes is number three, meekness means someone who committed to the ways of God like tithing to the ways of God. It doesn't make natural sense, cultural sense, American sense, but committed to the ways of God. Number four, people who are meek are quiet before God and will wait on him. Be still and know that he's God. If you read Psalms 37, waiting upon the Lord, be still. So again, as we re- we're trying to redefine what we might think meekness means, so if I say, Daniel, you are a meek man, or, uh, or uh, Eric, you are a meek man, we are talking about someone who's humble, someone who trusts in God, someone who's committed to his ways. And number four, they wait on God. And number five, and we're wrapping it up here fast, I love this part. They don't fret over the wicked and their success. That's hard, isn't it? It's hard to see, like, that guy's living in sin, and look at that nice house they're in. They're not even serving the Lord. Look at, look at they just got a, uh, a promotion. Something simpler, I remember thinking, uh, you might have heard this story. Years ago, we were playing this. A softball championship uh, for FSU and, and our ministry, campus ministry was in the championship uh, playing against a very godless team. You know, they're cursing like, like sailors and, and uh, we lost. And I fretted over the victory of the wicked. And I remember them saying right, off, right after they won, hey, let's go get drunk and let's go to the party, you know, party and get drunk. And I kept thinking, Lord, why didn't you let us win? We'd give you all the honor. But a person who's meek doesn't fret over the wicked and what they do. Someone who's meek is concerned on how they, we are going to be obedient to God's word and his ways. But it's hard, I know. Why, why do the wicked prosper? Person who trusts, the person who is meek has a firm identity in Christ. 
He doesn't get all bent out of shape. She doesn't get bent out of shape when someone who's not serving God gets the promotion. Someone knows that they are, they are defined by who God says they are. And they trust in the Lord and they trust his ways and they, that person is humble. So last thing. The meek refrain from revenge. Now, I'll be honest with you, there are times where I wanted to get revenge. Uh, this is, I, I stole this quote from uh, John Piper. He says, meekness is the power to absorb adversity and criticism without lashing back. I don't know if you guys heard me, spouses. You ready? Meekness is the power to absorb adversity and criticism without lashing back. Now, I want to challenge you this morning as we wrap it up right now. Are we, we're, we stepped on the scale. We stepped on the scale of the Beatitudes. Where are we on the scale of meekness? On the scale of meekness. The Lord's challenged me. I hope he's challenging you. And let's just bow our heads and let's just pray and ask the Lord to teach us. Heavenly Father, we say thank you for your goodness and your kindness. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that comes not only to comfort us and not only to uh, show love to us, but Lord, also to teach us and to spur us on in our journey with Jesus. Lord, we say thank you for your word that we get to stand on your word, and as we stand on it, Lord, we see where we are at, especially in the, the realms of the Beatitudes, Lord, in meekness. Lord, help me to be those things that we just defined, someone who doesn't look for revenge, someone who trusts in you, doesn't fret over the wicked. Lord, committed to your ways, Someone who's humble. Lord, help that, those things to be true of me. They are true of you. And Lord, thank you, Jesus, for setting the example. We love you, Father. And Lord, I pray, God, that you would help us to be that. And Lord, help us to, to walk it out. Once we figure it out, Lord, where we're lacking, Lord, I pray, God, that you would flood us with your Holy Spirit and that we would begin to rely on you and trust in you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Make sure the camera's on the front cameras, not the back ones. And I just want to say, ask you, Lord, is anyone here to say, Pastor Mara, I, I need some help in the area of meekness. And just raise your hand, amen, hands all over the place. Yes, I'm raising my hands. Lord Jesus, I pray a special blessing on our family in a mosaic, the ones here raising their hands. Lord, I pray, God, that you would help us in the realm of meekness. And Lord, we say thank you, Father. Lord, we know that you've come to help us. We love you, Father. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. We want to thank you for listening. We pray that you were blessed and encouraged. If you like what you heard today, subscribe to this podcast and listen whenever you like. To find out more about Mosaic Church, please visit www.mosaicchurch.com. TLH.com.